0: 491 is the number to call. All right. Do we have, like, text messages or something?
1: Oh, we do. We do. We should get to our text messages. I'm um, just looking for something here real quick. Uh, let me go there. All right. Text messages. Where did they all go? Here they go. Let me just mm-hmm. check that. Yep. Let me check yep. this. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of them here. Somewhere. Yep. Oh, I uh, will find them. hmm
0: <laughs> okay, color, here we go.
1: Going back to the very first story that you covered on color. Um color. God made color. It would be a dreary world without it, but it's great that they are trying to resolve the water usage problem. Mm. Some of the wars of the future, as you know, will be due to shortages of water. If we can avoid that, if we can avoid that, that would be really good. That would be really good. I would just change the wood to could. Oh, yeah, that's right. But that's all. I think this is an excellent comment. Okay, well, when did, ah, oh, now I just had all my text messages and now they just disappeared on me again. Du, 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 du. Okay, the Lucy space flights, good luck with that. As you said, there is no deaths outside this planet. Haven't they heard the plan of salvation? Well, no, actually they
0: haven't. Or if they have, they don't believe it. But even if you're an evolutionist, it's like, what's well, flying out into space and going to die out there and land on a meteor and yeah, exactly. fly through space? Like like even from a know- scientific perspective, it doesn't make any sense. Yes.
1: The, possibi- the, the, the probabilities of life happening spontaneously are so far beyond the probabilities of reality or possibility mm. uh, from a mathematical perspective that if it was to happen accidentally, it would certainly only ever happen once. Yeah, and yet right. we spend all of our time looking for life outside of our planet. And as if life is somehow a common thing in the universe rather than a rare thing in the universe I
0: didn't I didn't touch on this story I, w- I didn't have time to but I just like I, I also had a story up um, that was it was some comments from Prince William about how he's kind of like uh, what's what's the right word maybe like befuddled or he's a little bit you know confused seeing all these like sp- space exploration hey there's got like some great things happening in space we've been talking about the replacement for the Hubble telescope which I think is like the coolest thing ever but Simultaneously, like, billionaires going on space joyrides and now they're... Because I think it was... They they announced it was, like, over $20, $20 billion that was committed to the Lucy program over the next however many years to send it out there to try and find space fossils on medias. And it's like, is this the amount of money that should be flying out into space to try and find space fossils? Or is this an amount of money that could be used on earth and
1: this is a balance that we always need to find because uh scientific endeavor and scientific advancement is something that we should invest in and we should be involved in and we should be always learning and seeking to learn more Mm. god created us that way and so we shouldn't back down on learning as far as you know space tourism and that kind of stuff goes then i sort of have some real questions there about whether that's a wise way to spend money but anyway uh, moving on here, David MS, uh, the last rites, the truth shall make you free. That is the difference between Catholic theology and biblical theology. It is to do with intercession. Does God require a priest to save him? That is the beauty of our personal biblical God, a God of love. Somebody who written, That was written by uh, somebody who was a Roman Catholic. Mm. Um, kidnapped in Haiti, we don't know what tomorrow brings in Haiti. That is part of the economy. As he said, the only country in the world that was freed by a slave rebellion. I was watching the history of this not too, wow, not too long ago. Unfortunately, the Western countries at the time were not too impressed because so many had slavery themselves and made it very difficult for them. Let's pray for the kidnapped people for an early and safe. Release. Mm, totally. Voice of the martyrs, persecution of Christians never seems to end. Can you imagine dying of exhaustion at 80 years old? Christ is suffering with them daily. Let us remember them daily in our prayers. We will be next. You don't know. We will be next. You do know that, don't you? Yes. Richard and Sabrina, amazing love. Not sure if I could do that. I pray God will give us the strength to do the same. Mm. And then we have uh miracles still have happen in Afghanistan, praise God. Yeah, wow. Well. And can't wait till tonight's the end presentation. Oh. Eight o'clock this time evening. For a plug. It is happening. Mm-hmm. The N. digital. so make sure that you are there. And you can be a part of that. So while we're talking about plugs, we got a couple other things that we need to talk about very quickly. First of all, a quick reminder: we do have uh, a couple of tickets available. Um, we've got a couple that have gone already. we got a couple of tickets available uh, for the Voice of the Martyrs movie, Sabrina, uh, Sabina, I should say, Sabina, uh, Tortured for Christ: The Nazi Years. This mm. is a prequel to the uh, Tortured for Christ, uh, Richard Wurmbrand story. And so, if you would like to go and see that movie, for people who are local to where you and I are, Lawson, in the Newcastle region, yes. it will be showing in Katara. Mm-hmm. So I'm super happy about that because I went last time I drove to Sydney to see the uh, the Richard Wurmbrand story but apparently it is much more popular now that they've produced one. People are starting to clue on, and so this one's going to be much Definitely. more widely shown across cinemas across Australia. And as Christians, we need to support these kinds of movies when, we come, when they come out. We complain about the movies that Hollywood produces and the rampant immorality, and the reality is if we don't support the good movies that are made, the Christian movies that are made, then they won't be made. And mm. if we want to see more of these kind of movies being made, there's only one way to to make that happen, and that is to go and support them and to watch them. So, totally. and why wouldn't you anyway? It's just these guys. It's like produced... an epic movie. Oh yeah, yeah. These guys. I've I've seen the uh, the first one and it was just absolutely amazing. So mm. definitely head over there and see this one. Hey, Lyle. Well, guess what? What?
0: So the listeners, you know, people have gotten in for Ragnarok. Yeah, they know what what a... the an- they know what the answer is, and guess what? Our current yes. score tally is tied at. Six all. Six, six, six. Oh no! I <laughs> lost. Oh listeners. no! <laughs> so, guys, uh, someone needs to answer the clue so we can do one more quiz today. They need to get. They need to. They need to win the prize and we can do one more quiz so we can break this tie. Uh, all
1: yeah. right, let's see what you guys can do. See if you guys can come up with the answer uh, to this set of clues here. There's a bunch of nicknames. Figure out which one it is.
0: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. So I've got one more
1: announcement that I do need to make, which I think is a really important one, uh, particularly at this time. Uh-huh. Uh, our church, which is the Adventist Church, runs not just a church but a series of uh, aged care facilities, hospitals, um, schools, etc. And as a result of that, it's been fairly heavily impacted by uh, people who have you know lost their jobs due to um choosing not to be vaccinated for conscientious mm-hmm. reasons reasons and so forth and uh, the um here in north new south wales in in north new south wales our church has uh started a support group yeah. for people who've lost their jobs mm-hmm. and i think that's absolutely fantastic uh, a great thing to do because people are hurting right now people are in pain people have you know invested their whole life into an education, into preparation for a particular job, a calling, whatever it might be, particularly people who are involved in education and healthcare. Definitely. These are people who have decided to go out and make the world a better place and then make a conscientious decision not to have the vaccine and as a result have lost their jobs. And so um, Blair Lemke, who works here at North New South Wales, a conference of Adventists, and it doesn't matter whether you're an Adventist or not. This is not just for Adventists. This is for any kind of person out there. Mm. Uh, if you've lost your job as a result of a conscientious uh, objection to the vaccine, then you can become a part of this particular support group, and uh, we'll get together and we'll pray for you, and hopefully uh, the Lord will see
0: you through. So, And, yeah. and from what I could tell... um. So, they have a license at the moment on Zoom. Blair's license is for 300 people and they maxed it out in their first meeting. They hit the cap. Yes, I think they're going to have to expand this dramatically. Yeah, so, like, immediately the, uh, people are seeing that this is a really fantastic and, and needed thing and they're joining and they're being really, really blessed by it. And, yeah, immediately, like, it just kind of... From what I heard, I, I wasn't attending for the very reason that, like... Um, i didn't want to add to the stress of the uh of this of the zoom service and the zoom call and whatnot um but from what i could understand it just like started and just snowballed and snowballed and people joining in and having their say and being able to to be supported and and to be you know comforted and consoled with like and for. It, it was powerful it was really really awesome and yeah it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and just like completely maxed out zooms so i don't even I'm know i'm just if- proud of that
1: church for having 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 the guts and the courage to do this because it's kind of unpopular in a lot of circles. Totally. And, you know, a lot of people have have looked at organisations like churches and gone, well, churches are so unfeeling and uncaring because they've sacked all of these people. No. Mm. The health mandates have sacked these people. Yeah. Um, You know, we're not in a position to – we're not in a position – you know, to be, to, to promote civil disobedience on an issue like this because it's an issue of conscience. Yeah, that's right. Uh, not an issue, of, it's an issue of religious, uh, of freedom of conscience, not an issue of religious liberty. There's a difference between those two things. Um, and so, but I am proud of, of, of our church for actually standing up for people and mm-hmm. saying, look, we're going to, we're going to create a support people support group right here because people are hurting people are in pain we need to yeah. we need to provide what support we can
0: dude and like the other reason i wasn't attending is because like i've been vaccinated yeah, that's right. like that, that, I, i'm not i'm not in that demographic but that's the yes. thing i think it's it's such a fantastic thing to support these people like it is so needed and because the, also hearing testimonies, you know, I'm, I'm working as a Bible worker in this conference and a bunch of the Bible workers are working in schools and we've kind of had stories come back to us about people leaving their jobs and whatnot. And you hear the, just the way that it's, it's going down and, and how unfortunate it is because it's like the people who are, who are leaving are just fantastic employees, fantastic people yeah. who have an issue of conscience here. And and they need support, like they, absolutely, because they have, like, in especially like in healthcare and like schools, they've like laid their life down to help people. And in this whole
1: equation, you've got a number of different categories of people. You've got people who are passionately serving God who've mm. decided to have the vaccine. Mm. You've got people who are passionately serving God who have decided not to have the vaccine. Yes. You've got people who are in a job because it's a great job and they do a really good job of it, but they're not really passionate about their Christianity and they've got the vaccine. Mm. What you don't have so much of is, you know, you kind of person who is not passionate about it who's prepared to lose their job. Mm. It's only the passionate people that are prepared to lose their job, and those are our best employees. Yeah, wow. Well. So, um, yes, Raphael has just uh, commented 666. I always wondered about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, your conspiracy <laughs> theories have now been proven. Uh, but look, R- Raphael, I just need to remind you right now that uh, part of that equation of 666 is the listener. Whoa, whoa. And you are a listener. All right, St. Lyle, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're wondering what that's all about, if you missed it, uh, the current uh, tally... Uh, here for the quiz is six for Lyle, six for Lawson, and six for the listeners. Let's break that up a little bit before the end of the show. We want to get away from this, this number. It's making us feel all itchy.
0: Yeah, that's right. An odd edge. Okay.
1: Let's get to our Bible study. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to, because we're studying the book of Deuteronomy, let's go to the book of Matthew.
0: Ah, oh, epic. Okay.
1: Cool, and we're going to begin reading in verse thirty-four uh, Matthew, of chapter
0: twenty-two. Uh, Matthew it might help if I give the right chapter. Chapter twenty-two, 22. and verse thirty-four. I'm just thirty-four it to thirty-six. If you could you read reckon? that one for us, yeah, thirty-four to thirty-six. We'll start off with those. In Matthew twenty-two, the Bible says this. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with a question. Teacher, what is the most important commandment of the law of Moses?
1: Okay, so this is just an epic question. You know, The Sadducees, it's almost like the two different uh, categories have gone after Jesus and they're going to get this guy trapped and they're going to back him into a corner. So the Sadducees go in there and the Sadducees get... uh, Egg on their face. Yeah. Essentially. They leave red-faced. They can't deal with what Jesus have to say. So the Pharisees is like, you Sadducees failed.
0: Yeah. Here. Wait for us. And I can- we have arrived. I could totally imagine how the Pharisees feel that way as well because they're like, oh, silly Greek Jews. Like, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> these guys right. only believe in the Torah. Like, wait till, you know, yeah. We've like- got the
1: whole Bible. We'll, <laughs> we'll get entrapped here somewhere or other. Yeah. <laughs> and they're asking the question, which is the greatest commandment in the law? The reason they're asking this question is because this is a question that they have debated for like the last 300 years and haven't come up with the answer to. Mm. And there are different factions amongst the Pharisees that support different commandments as being the greatest. Yeah, wow. And so Jesus goes on to tell which is the greatest commandment in mm. the law. Uh, let's read it right here.
0: In verse 37, Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all, uh, with all your soul. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law... And all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Well, there you go. (laughs) It's like, what are you going to say? Okay. What are you going to say at this
1: particular point when Jesus says, oh, this is the greatest commandment in the law. Love God with all your heart. And the second is pretty much the same. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Like, you, if you're a Pharisee, what are you saying right now?
0: Like, you couldn't step, you couldn't step to that. Like, you couldn't go up to that and say, "Well, actually, Jesus, it might be the ceremonial, ceremonial hand washing, or like, well, even if you use one of the Ten
1: Commandments, you know, if you use one of the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt not have uh, any graven image, any carved image. Wow, mm. are you going to make that more important than loving God? And, and that's
0: the thing is that it falls under the category of loving God. Oh,
1: absolutely. Of course it does. And this, and that, and you know, they're going to see this immediately because Jesus has answered their question definitively. He has brought to an end like, you know, 300 years of debate. <laughs> it's just ended it right there with a couple of simple words where Jesus, you know, are you going to are you going to say thou shalt not kill? Oh no, this is more important than loving God. Are you going to come up with anything that is more important than loving God and loving each other? Mm. the moment that you do, you make yourself look like a total goose, yeah <laughs> and because you don't do anything and because you have been debating this for the th- last three hundred years, well, you're already a total goose, yeah, just in case you missed it, mm. Uh, I just love the way that Jesus answers the Pharisees right here. And, of course, when Jesus answers the Pharisees at this particular point, um, we, find, we, we find that he is quoting from the book of Deuteronomy. We're going to come back and look at that more in just a moment.
0: You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. All right, we should
1: go to a Bible study. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 and 5. Yep. And uh, somebody texting through about that support group for people who have lost their jobs as a result of the vaccination issue. This should happen Australia-wide. Let's put the idea out there, the world next. Mm. Yeah, let's get this thing spreading. I think that other uh, churches and uh, whatever church that you're a part of, maybe you can uh, call up the leadership of your church and you can have a word in their ear and say, look, this is a time for pastoral care. This is a time for pastoral work. You know, we we understand that you know ninety percent, ninety five percent of people in Australia are going to get the vaccination and don't have you know a uh, a conscientious objection to it. But there are those who do, and they are valuable people. They are valuable in the sight of God, and their you know their spiritual health and spiritual welfare it it means something. Mm. Um, it counts for something. So that, let's get out there and actually do something about it.
0: Yeah, isn't it Jesus who calls us to support the marginalized? Yes. Mm. Yes. Good point. All right, let's have a read here. Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5. The Bible says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. There you go. There you have it right there, and it's interesting because
1: you know so often when I'm talking about the law of God, people come to me and they have this, uh, you know, they kind of make this statement, and it's just like you know, um, we're we're under the new law, not the old law. Yeah, I'm like, okay, all right, what does that actually mean? You're under the Mm. new law and not the old law, and they're like, well, Jesus, Jesus did away with the Ten Commandments because He gave a new law. I'm like, right. So what is the new law that Jesus gave that did away with the Ten Commandments? and they'll quote this passage and they'll say, well, you know, Jesus gave the new law, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so they just put it out there as, all right, um, you know, Jesus has just done away with the Ten Commandments and all we now need to do now is just love each other. Mm. And so then i ask a few more questions. I'm like, okay, does that mean that uh, I can then kill you? No, because that wouldn't be loving. Uh, does that mean that I can have an affair with your wife? No, that wouldn't be loving. Uh, does that mean that I can tell lies to you? No, that wouldn't be loving. Mm. Uh, does that mean that I can uh, have you know carved images in my home of various gods and have other gods? No, that wouldn't be loving towards yep. God. And I go down through the whole list and uh, there's only one commandment they ever object to the fourth commandment. Yeah, that's right. And it's like
0: what, what how does that even work? To I've man, I've had a It just does my like, head
1: in. It's ugh. like we love the 10 commandments
0: except for the fourth.
1: Mm. I'm like if you love God, you do what God says, right? Yeah. Not just when it's obvious, but also when it's
0: not obvious. Dude, totally. And you give it. So I've had this exact situation before. I'm sitting in this house of this little old lady. Uh, we've done like six Bible studies with her, and we've gotten to this study, like yes. you know, the law of God, the fourth commandment, looking at what it says. And you and I was just asking you questions, like, how does it make you feel when someone takes the the name of, you know, the Lord in vain, and they're like, oh, absolutely dreadful. You know, people need to respect jesus like they need to respect god they need to they need you know he he is he is worth worshiping he is holy he is like he's the, he's god and it's like yeah i agree um and and that comes from the ten commandments you know what also comes from the ten commandments like it's it's so clear and then they they, they start to think about it and they're like and what happened in this specific situation for me is that we presented this case and we're like well what does this then mean for us? Like if it's if it's clear that God is calling us from the Old Testament, and the New Testament to keep the law of God, and that's how we love people and included mm-hmm. in that law is the fourth commandment, then what are we supposed to do? And we got kicked out of that house and never went back. Ouch. Yeah. Like a little old, nice Christian lady. We've been studying. We've, we're oh, friends. Wow. We've been studying for six weeks. We never went back because she told us to go away. That's rough. Rough. So so it's just, it's how it goes.
1: (sighs) Lawson, why don't you read for us Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 18. Leviticus
0: 19 and verse 18. Let me turn there. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 18. The Bible says, Do not seek revenge or bear a a grudge against a fellow Israelite, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. There you go. Mm.
1: So do not seek revenge. Um, love your neighbor as yourself. And Mm. so when Jesus here, and this is the important thing, when Jesus speaks to the Pharisees at this particular point and he says the two greatest commandments are love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and the second is like unto it, love your neighbor as yourself. He's quoting from the Old Testament. They know he's quoting from the Old Testament Mm. because they know their Bibles really well. They know their Bibles inside out, back to front and upside down. And just in case there's any Sadducees standing there, he's quoting from the books of Moses. Yeah. And so he's got it absolutely conclusively, it is here, it's black and white, it is not something, anything that you can argue with. Mm. And as a result of that, um, he then goes on to say, and this is the line that nobody likes to read. Everybody loves to read, you know, verse 37, 38 of Matthew chapter 22, uh, and verse 39, you know, love God, love each other. What they don't read is verse 40, which is the next verse, it's always important to notice context where it says, on these two commandments hang all the law. Mm. And so I've got like people come to me, Jesus did away with the law because he just replaced it with love. No. Jesus just pointed out that in the Old Testament, love to God and love to each other summarized the law. Mm. And now he's pointing out that in the New Testament, Love to God and love to each other summarizes the law. Yes. This is not new. Mm-hmm. This is a new thought to the people who have been arguing for the last 300 years over which one of the commandments was the greatest commandment. Mm. It's a new thought for them. It's like, here's a new idea. Think about it this way and shows what the Old Testament says. Mhm. Jesus is not replacing anything. He's not doing away with anything. Jesus is establishing the commandments as the commandments of love. And this is why Paul says love is the fulfilling of the law. Yeah, why? Well. Because the first four commandments all about love to God. The last six all about love to each other. It is all about love.
0: You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It is now time for question of the day. So my question of the day, I've I've been reading through Deuteronomy. That's actually one that comes from myself. I've been reading through the book of Deuteronomy and you get to chapter 14 and God is counseling them about tithes. And my question is, why does God tell them to go and spend money on things like Well, it says wine and then follows that up with strong drink or fermented drink I was reading in the uh, NIV. Okay, so there's a there's a bit of a passage involved
1: here. comes from Deuteronomy chapter 14, uh, verse 22. You shall truly tithe all the increase of your seed that the field brings forth year by year, and you shall eat before the Lord your God in the place which he shall choose to place his name, the tithe of your corn, your wine, your oil, your firstlings of your herds and of your flocks, that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. Okay, so I want you to notice what is happening here. This is not speaking about the Levitical tithe. Mm -hmm. This is the second tithe that the Israelites were to collect because this was a tithe that they ate themselves Mm. um, or consumed themselves. The Bible says in verse 24, if the way is too long for you so that you are not able to carry it, or if the place is too far from you which the Lord your God shall choose to set his name there when the Lord God has blessed you, then you shall then shall you turn it into money and bind up the money in your hand and shall go to the place which the Lord your God shall choose. And that makes absolute sense, you know, if you've got uh you don't want to be travelling all the way to Jerusalem, you're travelling a hundred miles to Jerusalem with wagon loads of stuff, particularly if you don't have any wagons and you don't have anything to pull those wagons with. Mm. Just turn it into money, put it in your pocket, go for a walk. You're in good shape. Um, That makes sense to us even today. The Bible says, And you shall bestow that money for whatever your soul lusts after, for oxen, for sheep, or for wine, or for strong drink, or whatever your soul desires. And you shall eat there before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice you and your household, and the Levite that is within your gates. You shall not forsake him, for he has no part nor inheritance. Or he has no, no part nor inheritance. And so the Bible talks about okay, you've got the tithe for a Levite. This is not the tithe for a Levite. This is a tithe that enables you to go to the feasts of the Lord. Now, a part of going to the feasts of the Lord was that the reason you went to the feasts of the Lord was to offer sacrifice, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the. Uh, and one of the ways that you could do that, of course, if, if, you know, if you had a long way to go, you had to take your sacrifice with you. That means you have to take your sheep, your goats, your oxen, whatever it is that you're going to use for a sacrifice, you have to take it with you. And so what God is saying that you can do is you can use this, um, this second tithe right here to turn it into money take the money with you, and then when you get to the temple, then you can use that money to buy your sacrifice. Mm. And this is what happened in the time of Jesus. This is why you had money changes. This is why you had um, so much livestock that was being bought and sold in the temple grounds was because people would travel in and buy their sacrifice that had already been pre-approved by the priests when they arrived there. So this is a very common practice, very um, something that happened uh, a lot, mm. and so um, there was, you know, some sacrifices that were eaten and some that were not. One of the ones that was not eaten, of course, was the sacrifice that involved strong drink. And if we flick over to Numbers, we can read about that here in Numbers chapter twenty-eight, and you will find it. Where did I find it here? Numbers chapter twenty-eight, verse seven. It says it talks about the drink offering. And it says, The drink offering thereof shall be the fourth part of a hin uh, for one lamb. In the holy place you shall cause the strong drink to be poured out unto the Lord for a drink offering. And so the key to understanding this passage is what is that the strong drink or the alcohol was not to be drunk. This was not something that you would drink. This is something you would do, actually do the opposite of. You would pour it out. And, of course, the symbol of fermentation is a symbol of sin and it was a symbol of pouring the sin out of your life. Wow. And so uh, that was what the drink offering was all about. So if you put it in its context, it comes down the only reason that they would buy strong drink was for the drink offering and the only reason you would have that was so that you could pour it out to symbolize that you didn't drink this stuff. You poured it out. You didn't sin. You got rid of the sin out of your life. That's the uh, short answer to that first right there. All right, let's move on with Ron and Patty Valiant with Sacrifice and Offering. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.